The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is our Gospel reading for this past Sunday, which was the sixth Sunday of Easter. We're looking at John chapter 14, verses 15 to 21, where Jesus said on the night before his crucifixion to his disciples, if you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will give you the. I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my words and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. My dear friends in Christ, on the night before he was crucified, on the night when Jesus was betrayed, well, on that night before he was crucified and actually suffered the hell that you and I endure, needed to endure because of our sins, when he did that for us, when he was forsaken by God, well, Jesus didn't mourn and despair because of everything that he was going through. Rather, what he did is he spent a great deal of time comforting his disciples. And with this, Jesus is teaching us a very important lesson. He's telling us that instead of allowing life's problems and troubles, which can be great at times in our lives, instead of letting them consume us, what we would be so better off doing is well, following the Apostle Peter's advice when he said, cast all your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. And after we have cast all our cares, our anxieties on the Lord, then what we'll want to do is look for ways to help and encourage others in their troubles, just as Jesus did when he was in such a troublesome situation. He comforted his disciples. Well, Jesus said to them, if you love me, you will obey what I command. Jesus said that first to his disciples, of course, and then also to you and to me who believe in him. When we think of God's love for us, God's love for us is really a one-way love, an undeserved, unearned love when you get right down to us. God doesn't love us because we're so lovable. He loves us simply because he loves us. And now that's the kind of love that our Savior has for us, a love that was demonstrated by him when he went to the cross and suffered and died there to pay for our sins. When we were still sinners, when we were technically his enemies, well, he died for us then in our Text, what Jesus does is he urges us to have that same kind of love for him and for one another. 
If we love Jesus, then what we'll want to do is we'll want to keep his commands. And more specifically, when we think about keeping his commands, it's his command really to, as he says, go and make disciples of all nations by baptizing and teaching. And as we witness to the world about God's love, which we have experienced, then what will happen is we'll be comforting others with the same gospel that comforts you and me with that message of forgiveness and God's grace and love. Jesus said, Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Here, Jesus promises to care for us. And what comfort these words have to give us because as we love God in this life, our love for him will always be an imperfect love because we're sinners, because all our righteous acts, the best things that we do in this life, they're still contaminated by sin. They're still like filthy rags. But his love for us, God's love for us, Jesus' love for us, will always be a perfect love for us in which he always deals with us thinking about what's best for our eternal good. Our God knows how to take care of us. Well, Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. Jesus had told his disciples that what he would do is he would be leaving them to go and prepare a place for them, to prepare for them the mansions of heaven. His days visibly in this world as their visible counselor were over, but he wasn't abandoning them. Jesus promised to care for them. He cared for them and he promised to send them a new counselor, the Holy Spirit. And that, of course, took place with that special outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, which we'll be celebrating here on, on May the 28th. On that first Pentecost, those disciples got this special gift of the Holy Spirit. They were blessed with an understanding of Jesus' mission so that they could be Jesus' witnesses. Ever since Pentecost, though, the Holy Spirit has normally come to us through his normal means, the normal means especially being, well, the Word of God to reach us, to make us believers, to help us to grow in our faith. And it's in this sense that we would say that the Holy Spirit is our great counselor, as Jesus refers to him here. A counselor one who comforts, who guides, and who instructs. And the Holy Spirit is the one who comforts us and assures us that Jesus came into this world to live and to die for us and to pay for all of our sins. He guides us in that he works to keep us on the way to our eternal home in heaven. He guides us in the truths of God's will for us and our lives. And 
He instructs us on how we'll want to live as children of God. Jesus said, The world cannot accept the Holy Spirit because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. The unbelieving world, he says, the unbelieving world won't be able to accept this new counselor, the Holy Spirit, just as the unbelieving world wasn't able to accept Jesus when he came into this world. Natural man, that is, of course, anyone who is without faith, in spite of what is such clear evidence, you know, you think about those people who lived at Jesus' day, they saw the Savior, he did his work, everything is, well, to us as believers, so crystal clear. Well, maybe not crystal clear, but we can see Jesus at work. But the natural man, it's not crystal clear. It's not something that the person can grasp. A natural man remains blind in his unbelief. However, the opposite is true for us as believing children of God. The opposite is true for those first disciples as well. Why? It's not that we accepted Christ or the Holy Spirit, but it's that God accepted us. As Martin Luther said, I believe that I cannot by my own thinking or choosing believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel. When he called us to faith, what he did is he turned our lives around and in introducing us to Jesus, he revealed to us what gives real meaning for us in our lives no matter what trials or troubles or tribulations we may face in this life. Thank God that Jesus promises to care for us, that he gives us perfect, his perfect care for our bodies and especially for our souls. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your promise to care for us. With you watching over us, we will be safe and protected in this life and forever in heaven. Help us always to trust in your loving care for us, both body and soul. As we look at the cross and see what you did for us there, how you paid for our sins and won for, won for us heaven, strengthen our faith to always trust in your loving care. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.